Psalm chapter 18, God the Sovereign Savior. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and he saved me from my enemies. Heavenly Father, we are grateful this morning for who you are. We thank you that you are our strength, you are our rock, you are our fortress, you are our savior. We thank you, Lord, that in you we find protection, that you, O oh Lord, are our place of safety, that we call to you, O oh Lord, who is worthy of praise, and you saved us from our enemies. You have saved us, O oh Lord, from all evil. You have saved us from disease. You have saved us, O oh God, from incidents and accidents. Father, we are grateful. This morning as we come to you, would you receive our praise and our worship and our thanksgiving. I thank you for every one of us that is here this morning, that Lord, you have watched over us, you have taken care of us throughout the week and given us yet another opportunity to be here, Lord. And we ask that as we are gathered, you'd speak to each one of us individually. Lord, I pray if there's anyone in our midst who is feeling discouraged, that you would encourage them. I pray that if there's anyone who is feeling hopeless, that you would give them hope. If there's anyone of us who is unwell, would you heal them, O oh God? Heavenly Father, we are grateful that when we, when we call to you, you answer us. When we call to you, you deliver us, O oh God. I pray for life spring and I pray for the leaders leaders especially and ask that Lord you would continue to give them strength especially in this season that they would not despair I'm grateful that your your grace has been sufficient for them that they have consistently prepared for us every Sunday prepared for us even during the week oh God I pray that you'd continue to lead them and to give them wisdom in this season Lord I pray and thank you for our nation, Kenya. We have seen your favor. We have seen your grace, O oh Lord. There are predictions that were made at the beginning of this pandemic season. But Lord, we are grateful that we have not seen those predictions come to pass. And Lord, even for the days to come, we pray that you'd watch, watch over us, that you'd protect us. We pray for the leaders of this nation. We ask, Father, that you would give them wisdom in whatever decisions they need to make, that those decisions will be guided by you. Heavenly Father, we are grateful that in our midst, Lord, we have seen you providing. We have seen you um, come through for us in many ways, oh God. Father, in particular, I want to thank you for uh, your provision for the life care pack we have seen many families benefit oh god that many families have had food on their table because your people have given lord i pray that you bless every hand that has given oh lord that they would not lack and we pray oh god that even for the people that have benefited that lord it should not just be a meal for them but beyond that they would see and know that it is you that has provided heavenly father i pray and just present the needs of each one of us this morning lord you know our needs you know our hearts oh god and pray that you shall meet us at our points of need and so lord as we um 
listen to your word this morning we ask that uh, you would speak to each one of us we are grateful for the study that you've been doing through revelation and we have seen your 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 grace we have seen your mercy and your love in that you gave your son to die on the cross for us that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life we are grateful lord that you have you've uh, saved us and delivered us from your wrath oh god and i pray as we continue with the study this morning that you'd speak to us i pray for the speaker of the day would you speak through him and would you uh, help us to listen to what you have to say to us we thank you oh god for the victory that we have in you for the peace and the hope that we have in you and we pray all these things in jesus name amen service today. I pray that you have had a great week. Um, We pray that your time with us uh, during this service will be a blessing to you and your families. My name is Elizabeth Nzisa and I'm pastor here at Life Spring Chapel and I'm delighted to, uh, it's a great honor for me to be sharing from God's word today. When we've been on a journey in the book of Revelation, And allow me to read an introduction that uh, captures how far we have come. Uh, The ancient Roman Empire defended its economic and political control in spiritual terms, calling its gospel the Pax Romana or Roman peace. While in exile in the island of Patmos, a Jewish Christian prophet named John received a vision showing that the cult of emperor worship would soon become deadly to followers of the Messiah. The book of Revelation or Apocalypse, meaning unveiling, is a warning circulated to seven cities in the Roman province of Asia Minor. John's main point is to challenge and encourage the believers in the midst of their opposition and persecution. Revelation is an apocalypse, a literary form well known in John's day. In an apocalypse, A visitor from heaven reveals the secrets of the unseen world and the future through vivid symbols. While the symbols may appear strange at first, they become more clear when seen in the first century setting and in light of other Bible imagery. John's vision has four main parts, each marked by the phrase in the spirit. After words of warning and encouragement to each of the seven churches, John's vision then centers on Jesus, his role in redemption, and the judgments he brings to the world. The immoral, political, and economic forces that rebel against God will be destroyed, and the Messiah will triumph over all his enemies. The vision closes with a promise that God's faithful servants will reign over the new creation. Revelation also functions as the appropriate conclusion to the entire drama of the Bible. John concludes with images from the Garden of Eden, the first story of the Bible, and the world will experience a fresh beginning. He who is seated on the throne says, Behold, I am making everything new. So while on this journey on Revelation, today we are in um, Revelation chapter 17. At the close, at 
towards the end of chapter 16 we see god remembered uh, revelation 16:19 god remembered babylon the great to make to make her drain the cup of the wine of the fury of his wrath and now we come to chapter 17 john describes a babylon system the chapter opens with a picture of a woman the woman in chapter 17 is described as a prostitute seated on many waters that means having influence over many people she has political influence is intoxicated and immoral she is wealthy covered in purple and gold she is part of the congregation of the beast she is also a mother meaning that she has brought forth children this is in contrast with the woman we saw in revelation chapter 12 the woman we saw in revelation chapter 12 is regarded as a great and wonderful sign in, in in heaven she is in the wilderness and persecuted by the dragon who is allied to the beast her offspring are targeted by the dragon for persecution we need to understand uh, the image of a woman used in scripture because it is part of what is brought into the vision uh, that we see um, in other parts of the Bible and also in Revelation chapter 17. Uh, Israel is regarded as a woman, as an immoral woman uh, in the book of Hosea and in other Bibles, uh, in other parts of the Bible. God's relationship with this nation was supposed to be a chaste relationship. God is committed to her and Israel should be committed to her as a husband. So we have seen Israel being depicted as a woman in scripture. The church in the New Testament, the church is regarded as the bride of Christ. The church is betrothed to him um, and in Revelation towards the end, we see the marriage of the lamb. Indeed, the parable of the ten virgin highlights this fact. Christ is committed to the church. He sacrificed his life for her. He will come back for a bride who has kept herself pure and eagerly waiting for him. The other thing, image of a woman is false religion is also regarded uh, as a harlot. A harlot is a woman who is adulterous. Ezekiel chapter 6 verse 9 says, And those of you who escape shall remember me among the nations where they shall be exiled, because I was broken by their whoring heart which has departed from me, and with their whoring eyes which go after their idols. James chapter 4 verse 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So that's the image. Uh, some of the ways, and this is not conclusive, some of the ways that um, images of a woman have been used uh, in the Bible. In verse 5, we are told that the woman has a name on, on her forehead, and the name on her forehead is Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Now, the name Babylon is a familiar name. It is a name we know uh, from scripture. And what I wondered as we were, as I was preparing this, this word is whether there are any similarities between ancient Babylon and this mystery Babylon that we see here today. What we know is that Babylon was a nation that pursued rebellion to God. In Genesis chapter 11, the tower 
uh, the people building the tower of Babel are led by Nimrod and God has to scatter them. We also see Babylon uh, did things that were blasphemous. We see uh, to, be, to blaspheme is to make oneself as God and to seek to be worshipped. It is to assign to yourself attributes that can only be belong to God. Babylon was the beginning of a religious system that it had set up uh, to exalt itself. We see King Nebuchadnezzar setting up an image uh, which Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego refused to worship. We see King Darius, a descendant of King Nebuchadnezzar, also set, setting a, degree, a decree that anyone who does not worship him would be thrown into the lion's den. These religious systems were against God the Creator. Ancient Babylon was enriched by the kingdoms of the earth. It was a civilization with cities and nations under its rule. Babylon was a civilization that turned away from God. We remember the church, this message being strong to the church in Odisha in chapter 3 as an example of what a civilization can do. Um, Jesus is talking to the church in Laodicea and, and talking to a church that is wealthy. And wealth can take the place of God. It can take God away from the picture, making us to feel self-sufficient. In the time of captivity, in Daniel chapter 3, Daniel has a vision of a man representing kingdoms that would come on the earth and go. And the representation of Babylon is, is gold depicting their wealth. So Babylon is, is a kingdom that is in rebellion and has been seen to be in rebellion to God, uh, blasphemous and wealthy. So what about this mystery Babylon? Verse 3 tells us that this woman, this woman called mystery Babylon, is covered with blasphemous names. It has been suggested that this mystery Babylon is a rogue church or a religious entity with political and economic power that influences many. It has become powerful, influential, rich, and immoral. It sets up a counterfeit worship system of itself and seeks to raise itself above God to draw men away from true worship of Yahweh. It influences the affairs of a sea of humanity, world governments, and world commerce and is an enemy of the followers of Jesus. Verse 4 tells us that their woman is enriched by the kings of the earth through her harlotry. Ancient Babylon was enriched by the many nations it captured and took to exile to its capital. When Nebuchadnezzar captured Jerusalem, he took its gold. Babylon captured and impoverished many nations in this way. The rogue church that we see here depicted as mystery Babylon, a woman drunk, a harlot, is enriched by the kings of this earth through her harlotry, through her unfaithfulness to God. In history, we have seen that when church and state come together, the church loses its purity. This mingling of the church and other and political entities and economic entities leads to idolatry, fornication, and impurity of Christ's bride. It also leads to the death of those who oppose it. The affluent woman seated on the beast is dressed in fine, expensive stuff and reminds us of Christ's message 
to the church in Laodicea. Verse 2 and 4 tells us that she is drunk with her adulteries and with blood. She makes the inhabitants of the earth to drink of her adulteries too. The things she is doing against God, she also leads others in doing likewise. Ancient Babylon killed many, including a cho- men and women from the cho- chosen nation of God, Israel. And verse 6 tells us also that mystery Babylon drinks the blood of the followers of Jesus. The blood of the saints makes her drunk. And so as it was with ancient Babylon, so it is with mystery Babylon. The same mystery Babylon and all her allies and offspring is responsible for the blood of the saints and of the prophets. And this is also mentioned in Revelation chapter 18 verse 24. Let's remember that when this message was said, it was first read by John's audience who would have attributed the qualities um, and the characters of mystery Babylon to Rome and all its systems, power, and idol worship. When John spoke, believers who were familiar with God's word would would not have been confused as to who John was talking about. Rome represented the Babylonian system and the beast in their time. The principles and attributes displayed by mystery Babylon are applicable on a time-wide scale and is relevant to us. Verse 5 reminds us that Mystery Babylon is a woman who is a mother of prostitutes. She gives birth out of her prostitution to those who follow in her footsteps and fill history with with, with her reality until God destroys her. Verse, Verse 9 tells us that this calls, the angel tells John that this calls for a mind of wisdom just to understand the woman and to understand what a believer must do the mystery of babylon and the mystery of lawlessness the mystery of lawlessness is discussed in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1 to 12 these mysteries are hidden to those who are not acquainted with evil revelation chapter 2 verse 24 Jesus commends those in the church of Thyatira who had not learned the secrets of Satan. The Spirit had to help John to understand all this. And Christ is encouraging the church to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches because the Spirit is here to guide us in all truth. So Mystery Babylon is an enemy of God an enemy of Christ's work, an enemy of the saints, and an enemy of the prophets. In verse 6, John says that when he saw her, he marveled greatly. As a human, as humans, we can be we can marvel when we see great wealth, beauty, or power. John was greatly astonished because from a worldly point of view, the beast seemed like a marvel. But the woman and the beast were repulsive to the angel. The angel warns John not to marvel and goes ahead to describe the woman and her true nature and to explain her relationship with the beast. Mystery Babylon and the beast is a system that rides on the power of Satan. Her sitting upon the beast represents the intimate association between her and the beast. 
Theirs is an empire, as we as we have seen in chapter 13. It is an empire with nations, kings, and peoples. They have an association of support, influence, and control that is powered by the beast and and the powers behind the beast. The evil empire includes uh, seven kings. That this is in verse 10. And verse 8 and 11 tells us that the beast himself is also an eighth kingdom that is somehow disguised through history because of the ups and downs it goes through. The beast comes up again through history seeking to destroy the two witnesses which we have read previously in Revelation chapter 11 verse 7 and he does this before his end comes. Geographically, we are told that the woman's seat, the woman's mystery Babylon seat headquarters is in a city surrounded by seven hills, showing that it is an actual place. Like I mentioned, Rome would have been that city for John's listeners who are first century believers. We also see 10 kings who are influencers, even though they do not hold a geographic jurisdiction. And though they do not have a kingdom, they receive authority as kings with the uh, with um, and this is in, in in association with the beast and they are given this authority for an hour for a short time they give their power and authority to the beast and they have one goal the, the woman the beast and the kings all these kings have one goal to fight the lamb and in verse 14 we are told they make war on the lamb but the lamb conquers them because he is the king of kings and lord of lords and those who are with him are called and chosen and faithful and so the lamb defeats them um, because he has a title um, that is over theirs colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says that christ is before all things and above all rules and thrones as chapter 17 ends, we are told in verse 16 to 18 that the union of the kings, the beast, and the harlot is eventually broken. The beast and the kings will seek to destroy the woman. They turn away from her. And this is according to God's purpose and plan. So the very persons that the harlot pursued instead of pursuing God turn away from her and destroy her. Chapter 18 um, begins by describing the harlot's judgment uh, on her commerce, on her wealth, and her great fall. It is a highly figurative uh, chapter. It, and so with the passing of time, uh, we see an angel coming to the scene. This is an angel of great authority, an angel who illuminates the earth with his great splendor and announces the destruction of Babylon. Her doom is announced with repetition in verse 2 to show emphasis. There's a reference to demon and, and every foul spirit that is found within her, indicating that her destruction and, and desolation of, of her spiritual system has to happen because the Lord has promised, the Lord has remembered judgment against the hallowed mystery Babylon. The hallowed system had worldwide uh, political and commercial influence controlling nations. This is in verse 3. It had made, uh, the Babylon system had made her merchants very wealthy, uh, her business persons very wealthy. 
the harlot sins are now at the tipping point and and now god has to judge her god has to judge her all who are in cahoots with mystery babylon share in her judgment and that is why in verse 4 god issues a warning to saints he says come out of her my people so that you will not share in her sins so that you will not receive any or of her plagues for her sins have piled up to heaven and god has remembered her crimes and he pays double for her crimes this verse suggests that there are believers who will be entangled with this hallowed and god in his mercy remembers to give them a chance to turn away from from her um, in other parts of the bible jude and um and 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 the apostle peter talk about apostasy and they say that in the last days there will be a falling away men will walk away from christ because the enemy comes at night and plants tears in the wheat fields jesus also predicted that in the last days the church will be leavened luke chapter 2 verse 1 jesus says beware of the leaven of the pharisees which is is which is hypocrisy Pharisees sought to destroy Jesus and his testimony. Pharisees appeared to be religious, but deep down they were enemies of God. The combination of their religious and political power oversaw the crucifixion of Christ and the torture of Christians in the first century. In verse 7, we see that the harlot is generally boastful and does not realize that her time is up even after her allies seek to destroy her the judgment is double emphasized showing that full punishment for her sin has now come uh, in other parts of the bible jeremiah chapter 16 verse 18 says and at first i will twice repay their iniquity and their sin because they have defiled my land you know with idolatry idolatry defiles the land they have filled my inheritance with the dead bodies of their abominable things so this mystery babylon does not realize time is up she calls herself queen i am no widow indicating her arrogance and her self-confidence she doesn't see herself as someone who will face sorrow but she is gonna be humbled luke chapter 14 Verse 11 says, anyone who exalts himself will be abased, and he who humbles himself shall be exalted. The harlot's humbling involves torment, loss, and sorrow for her followers and associates. The kings mourn her downfall, even though they sought to destroy her. Kings mourn because they they had a close association with her, and they gained from her influence. Merchants mourn because she made their businesses flourish and they wouldn't make as much money without her influence. Seamen mourn because that is where she sat over the sea and controlled many people from there. And it is also interesting in chapter 18, um, verse 13, towards the end of verse 13, that uh, this, this fellowship of Babylon and the beast and their kings also traded in the souls and in the bodies of men men created in the image of god and so it's an over for the harlot her political power as described in chapter 17 is is 
is is gonna be is gonna be is coming to an end in chapter 18 a financial system is drying up god remembers this system and judges it because of its treatment of his people and particularly those who are murdered and martyred during the tribulation verse 20 shows heaven's view of her judgment once she's judged the saints apostles and prophets are rejoicing over god's victory over this halotry system while the saints mourned during the tribulation the evil system rejoiced and now it is their turn to mourn as the saints are finally vindicated the finality of of her destruction is again sung in the sixfold repetition of a phrase and shall not and shall not be found anymore this is in revelation chapter 18 verse 21 to 24 let me just read some of the verses it says with with such violence the great city of babylon will be thrown down never to be found again the music of harpists and musicians flute players and trumpeters will never be heard in you again no workman of any trade will ever be found in you again the sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again the light of a lamp will never shine in you again the voice of a bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again your merchants were the world's great men by your magic spell all the nations were led astray in you in her babylon was found the blood of the prophets and of the saints and of all who have been killed on the earth and god gives three reasons three reasons are given for her destruction she is arrogant she deceives the nation and she has blood on her hands she has persecuted saints she has persecuted prophets and she has killed people what is my greatest takeaway from this scripture from these verses and from the destruction of babylon i am taken to the book of first john chapter 2 verse 15 just because uh, chapter 17 and 18 talks about the deception of of wealth that uh, mystery babylon is 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 using to deceive people to deceive kings and, and nations first john chapter 2 verse 15 says do not love the world nor the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him because all that is in the world the last of the flesh the last of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but of this world and the world passes away and the last of it but he who does the will of god abides forever little children it is the last time and just as you have heard that that antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have risen up and from which we know that it is the last hour they went out from us but they were not of us for if they were of us they would have continued with us but they went out so that it might be revealed that they were not all of us but you have an anointing from the holy one and you know all things i have not written to you because you do not know the truth but because you know it and know that no lie is of the truth 
Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for the truth of your word. David prayed and said, guard me with your truth. Lord, you have um, in the New Testament, as you left, you said, you do not leave us as orphans, but you leave us with your spirit, your spirit that will guide us in all truth. Lord, guide us in all truth. Give us wisdom and truth for our times. You gave the prophets wisdom and truth for their times. Give us wisdom and truth for our times. You gave the apostles and the disciples um, wisdom and truth for their times. They were able to, to, to stand and to be victorious. Lord, we are praying that you would give us wisdom and truth for our times. We might not be able to know everything, all the secrets of Satan, but we do not need to know them. What we need to know is the truth, that you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. Lord, what we need to know, that he knew there is no pride, he knew there is no love of the world, he knew there is no lust of the flesh, he knew there is no lust of the eyes, he knew there is no pride of life, because these things do not come from you. But what comes from you is righteousness, uh, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Have mercy on us, O oh God, and be with us. Thank you, Lord, for walking with us on this journey. Thank you for that, Lord, by your Spirit. Indeed, your Spirit has truthfully worked and, and, and ministered among us, revealing truth and comforting us and encouraging us to continue walking with you. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you'd continue to be with us as we continue to to think about these things. We pray that indeed the your word will be protected in our lives, that the, that the evil one will not steal this word from us, but that, Lord, it will bear fruit in our lives, fruit of righteousness, the fruit of faith, the fruit of joy and peace um, in you, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. We pray these things in Jesus' name.